let's look at the old wire de waiver. The waiver wire. Fantasy basketball. We're beginning week four. Ads, drops, all of it's here. Michael Bolton, he's up early. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, and I won't be here next week because Jim Harbaugh bought me some tickets to go see some random Big Ten game. I'm not really sure what that's about, but I'll be off for a week, um, and I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com, so you can follow me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PricePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PricePix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code, all lowercase, LockedOnNBA, for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Just quickly, I was joking. I'm not going to be going away next week. It was a joke. I am here doing all of the shows as per usual. We've got a uh, a preview for Monday's games coming out later today. Then, of course, a recap of all of Sunday's 11-game action. So stick around on the channel. I never say this at the start, but do it now. Subscribe. We're getting close to 70,000 on YouTube and on uh, podcasts. I can't track the number, but if you can subscribe there as well. But YouTube, I, 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 honestly, my goal is always to hit 100,000, but let's do it in 10,000 um, increments. Let's hit that 70,000 by the end of this month, that'd be great. So if you haven't subscribed, hit the button now. We're talking waiver wire across fantasy basketball now. So we might as well get in and just have a look at the certain different things we need to, to talk about here. I think I've got about 40 players that we're going to be discussing on this waiver wire show. So that should cover a lot of different options. I won't cover every option. If you think a player is droppable and I don't mention him as a droppable, or you think someone's an added player and I don't mention them, that is possibly true. But there are so many different permutations and combinations of ways things can go in leagues. It's impossible for me. I can't do a show talking about 300 players every single show. So drop those in the comments. I or somebody else will answer that and have opinions and all that sort of stuff. You think you guys know how it works by now. Let's just start off with some real quick housekeeping things. And that's what I'm going to call the must roster section. These are guys available in over 20% of leagues who I project to be top 100 players for the rest of the season. So they should not be sitting on waiver wires. Daniel Gafford is 25% available. Just a spoiler alert for the Monday Look Ahead show coming. Daniel Gafford is going under the lens. So we're going to do a bit of a deeper dive into Gafford. He should not be available. Onyekara Kongwu is 75% rostered. He should not be available in category leagues. In points leagues, it's borderline. Like I wouldn't bother with a Kongwu in a 10-team points league. I would in a 12, but I wouldn't in a 10. For category leagues, he would be rostered in all formats. Those names, if you're watching here on YouTube, that are italicized, they're the ones that, to me, are more um, uh, category league specific. Marco Fultz, 75% rostered. Again, that's probably more category than points, and he is dealing with a bum knee. I, I get that. He's not awesome, but he is like a top 90, top 80 sort of a player, and we don't have a definitive timeline on Fultz, so I would be adding him. Yes, it's frustrating that he's missed these three games with knee soreness. That is true, but I just wouldn't be leaving him on the wire because of that, unless I'm in a six-team league, which I'm sorry to you guys in six-team leagues, I'm not going to be addressing six-team leagues. Also, 
if you are, oh, I only have six people that I want to play with. If you're in that situation, right, just make your rosters bigger. This is the, the solution to this. Playing shallow leagues, shallow rosters, which again, I think standard rosters are too shallow. Just make your rosters bigger. And then you can avoid these situations where you're deciding between really, really good players on and off your waiver wire. Anyway, Marco Fultz should be rostered in category leagues. Points leagues, debatable. The next one here, I said this, I'm going to say a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago. And everyone will start to jump on this right now. Now, me putting him here, is it late? No, because again, I said this two weeks ago. I put out shorts and TikToks and Instagram reels and full videos talking about this. Miles Bridges is coming back this week on Friday. We finally got word from the team, which has cowardly been avoiding all discussion of it. And Steve Clifford said, yes, he's going to be back and he's going to be playing a significant role for us right away. Miles Bridges is 56% rostered. Miles Bridges is going to play strong minutes. Also, that's going to be RIP Brandon Miller. JT Thor out of the rotation. It's going to have an impact on Haywood and Washington. It's not going to make them unrosterable, but it is going to have an impact on them just because Bridges is going to ramp up into strong minutes. Now, you're all well aware of my feelings on Miles Bridges, and there's going to be, again, a lot of you. Who cares? It's fantasy. What I'd also love to know, though, I know that this show and this hobby, unfortunately, is 98% male-dominated. I know that, right? I wish that, and there's no reason, but I wish that there were more women who were involved in fantasy basketball. But to the 2% of my audience that are women, how do you feel? about Miles Bridges in fantasy? How do you feel about Miles Bridges returning to the NBA? Because it's all well and good for me to say what I feel, rather men to say what they feel and ignore it, whatever. I, I do want to know what women feel about it. Anyway, if you are fine with whatever your morality is or how you separate that, not my problem, not my, not my concern, what you do with that, right? In terms of your own individual fantasy team. He's got to be rostered. This is why... Again, early season stuff. I don't mind taking an L. If you need to take an L in week two or week one or week three to hold on to a player like I held on to Keontae George, like I suggested a week and a half ago to hold on to Miles Bridges, you do it. Everyone is going to be scrambling to add him now. Whatever you have to pay in fab to add him now is going to be more, but do it. Add him. If that is the direction you're, if you believe you want Miles Bridges on your team, you have to go and do it. This is happening right now. Your window is closing. It's done. You should have done it last week. But how could I hold for a week? You just take an L. I cannot stress this enough. We have, and this is a problem in fantasy, but it's a problem in life as well as I get on my soapbox. I wish I had an actual soapbox here. Maybe I'll get a mini soapbox for the desk. We need to just remove this. Yeah, We have a vision of plus minus 24 hours. What happened yesterday? What's happening tomorrow? And that's the only thing we can see. I'm guilty of it at times too. But sure, I can't deal with zeros for a week. You can. You actually can. Oh, but this guy was great yesterday. Sure, that doesn't mean it's going to be the same as we move forward. So that's a hard habit to break. I understand that. It sounds like I'm, I'm yelling. I'm not. I'm just like, that's a hard habit to break. You need to go grab Bridges now because it is not going to be available anywhere after this. You should have done it a week ago, but go get him now. D'Anthony Melton, 60% rostered. Kelly Oubre Jr., unfortunately. Um, I feel like I'm going to get angry again here as well. Um, Oubre, what a shit thing from that that bloke to hit him in, in his car. If you haven't heard, Kelly Oubre hit by a, a car as he's walking on the, the road, broken ribs, leg injuries. He is home from hospital. Um, he's going to be reevaluated in a week. 
they said he's going to be out a long time. There's no way you return from broken ribs in a week. That's just not happening. So I would expect Christmas-ish for him to return. Maybe January. On a pure fantasy perspective, Ubre's play was dropping off. And um, his production was falling. And he was moving into a droppable territory anyway. I had him on three teams. I've dropped him on all three teams. Sorry, Kelly. Like I don't know what's going to happen when he returns, but he's a droppable player in that scenario. They don't really have a shot creator type guy who's going to step into that role. Like Korkmaz, maybe. It's probably going to be Nick Batum who steps into that role, but we don't look at him as a 12-team league player. De'Anthony Melton is still available in 40% of leagues. Now, you'll tell me that Melton's shit. He's dreadful. He's useless. Cool. You're wrong. But... He needs to be rostered in 12-team category leagues. He needs to be rostered in 10-team category leagues. 10-team points, I wouldn't bother. 12-team points, I'd be on the fence with it. I know he shot poorly. But as I was saying before, like, do you believe, or ask yourself the question, do you believe De'Anthony Melton will be a 33% shooter from here on out? If the answer is yes, then don't add him. If the answer is no, then you add him. So he is going to get not more minutes, probably some more shots. And I think Batum will start. There'll be more minutes for Covington. There'll probably be a couple of minutes for Marcus Morris. He knows how to get a shot up. There'll probably be some Furkan Korkmaz in there. But guys like Beverly and Springer, these guys coming off the bench, they're not shooters. Could they unwrap Terquavion Smith? That bloke knows how to shoot. I don't think they will. But 20-teamers? Well, that just gives me an idea in 30 deep. Do I go and add Terquavion? Watch that one. But also, back to the Ubre thing. Let's, it's um, it's amazing that he's got out of this with m- as minimal injuries as it appears. Shout out to the bloke who, when I said, oh man, I hope Uber's okay. Well, I thought you hated him. You couldn't be more wrong about anything that I say to that bloke who said that. Like that's, again, ridiculous comment. We all hope Uber is back and gets his sexy face back on an NBA court and healed and ready to go as soon as possible. I said this was going to be a little quick section, but there was just a lot for me to talk about, mainly with Bridges. And now Ubre uh, and PJ Washington, I do think in he's he's more must roster in points than categories, especially with the return of Bridges. But in points leagues, I wouldn't be leaving uh, PJ Washington Jr. on the waiver wire. Sorry, that went for so long. There was just a couple of things that obviously I needed to get off my chest that I didn't didn't know about. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks, what is it? It is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's also the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Instead of going up against all those pros, shout out to the pros, they're they're great. But you don't want to have to go up against them and their spreadsheets and their algorithms and worry about salary caps. You just want easy and exciting. And that's what PrizePix brings. They just put up player stats and you just say more or less. That's all you need to do. Whether it's points or rebounds or threes, combination stats where they put with different sports as well, like the uh, your basketball, football, three-pointers and reception combo, LeBron and, and Travis Kelsey. You can do all that sort of stuff. And you just say more or less. Up to six of those, and you get up to 25 times your money back. That is how easy this is. And you can also do it now with a first deposit match. If you go to pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code is LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepix is daily fantasy made easy. Okay, that will bring us after that. I'm really annoyed that that took so long, but... That's fine. Let's talk about droppable players. So how am I viewing this? These are guys who I think are probably outside the top 150 and are rostered in over 60% of leagues. Of course, 
there are more guys who might fall into this category for you, or their roster percentage doesn't quite hit 60%. Or you might disagree that these guys are droppable, and that is totally fine. This does not mean auto-drop them. Last, probably the last, maybe not, but I said probably the last time I explained that. These are just guys, if they're on your roster, and you consider, hey, there's someone I want to add, maybe you don't have to hold on to these players. And the number one guy there is Jaden McDaniels. You might think that's sacrilegious, but I don't think it is. What's McDaniels do that makes him a must-hold player? Is he a very, very good, exciting young player? Absolutely. Does that count in fantasy? Not really. Is the opportunity there for McDaniels to step up and do more? Again, not really. Is he ever going to grab rebounds with Gobert and Towns and Reed there? Absolutely not. How many rim-protecting opportunities to get with Towns and Gobert there? Not many. How many ball-handling chances does he get with Edwards and Conley? Not many. He just doesn't do anything apart from be a very good perimeter defender. And even then, he's not racking up two steals a game OG and Anobi style. So, especially if I'm in a 10-team league, but if I'm in a 12-team league, he, again, an honest appraisal of your roster. If he's your worst guy, he's gone. That's how you should look at this stuff. Unless they're top 100 players, your worst player should be gone or considered droppable. Spencer Dinwiddie at 70%. Um, probably more leaning this one towards category leagues than points leagues. But his minutes and production is way down. Now, at the moment, it does help that Thomas and Simmons are out. But I've already considered dropping him in a 12-team league, even though those players are out. They just seem to be losing tons of faith in Dinwiddie. And even with players out, his minutes are dropping. I'm not sure that he's a must-hold guy. Isaiah Stewart, he's 63% rostered. Again, it is maybe worth a hold if Jalen Duran is out because that does help Stewart. But once Dur- when Duran plays, Stewart's useless. He's not a 12-team must-roster player. Andy Wiggins, I've been saying this for three weeks. It hasn't fully caught on. He's still 74% rostered. You've already wasted three weeks here. You should have dropped him basically, I don't know when I said it, after about 10 days. He's gone. Get rid of him. He might improve later on. Doesn't matter. There's no point holding through that. And the last guy there is Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Now, I did italicize him. I do think he is way more droppable in points leagues than you think. In fact, if I saw a 12-team points league roster and KCP was on it, I'd say get rid of him. That is almost an auto-drop. In a category league, he is more of a steal specialist, which has value, of course. And he'll occasionally have a good scoring game and hit some threes. But he's not this absolute guaranteed must-roster 12-team league category guy. But he is more droppable in a points format than in a category format. So let's look at the most added players here over the last 48 hours. Skylar Mays is up 33% rostered. This is very, very clear. He is a must-roster player. He was yesterday when I said this. He was probably two days ago when we heard the update on Scoot, and he was a speculative ad as soon as Malcolm Brogdon went down. But he's still available in lots of spots. Like He's still available everywhere. Add him. And the Blazers have a really good schedule next week too. As soon as Brogdon or Scoot comes back, and they might come back at the same time, his value is going to go. This is, And I said this yesterday, he is not a long-term solution. But he's a short-term one. Kyle Lowry up 29%. Yes, easy ad. Very easy ad. Tyler Hero out. Lowry was already starting, but he just takes more shots now. More ball handling, more shots. Must roster player until further notice. Lonnie Walker up 28%. This one I can't really get behind. Is he? Is he fine? Sure. With Simmons and Thomas out, yeah, that does help. We'll see what happens with um, Claxton returning. But last game, there was no Claxton. There was limited Cam Johnson. There was no Simmons. There was no Thomas, and he played 21 minutes. He is one of those guys that I haven't determined a name for. It's like a highlight reel bias sort of thing. But he scores big, 
and people get all fluffed up about it. And it comes on 70% shooting and there's nothing else happening. It's the old Rui Hachimura effect, which is, you know, which is the old Lonnie Walker effect. It's the same shit he does all the time. So should he have been added this much? No, I don't think so. The top three ads on uh, Yahoo that don't include those names that I already mentioned. Bismack Biombo up almost 8,000 ads. Yeah, he should be rostered. Tillman's out. Aldama, we'll talk about him later, is not going to play center. Biombo is. Killian Hayes. Wow, it's been amazing. We're going to get some information about the Pistons today because Burks and Ivy are returning. So what happens with Hayes and Sasser is going to be intriguing. And then we're going to get Morris and Bogdanovich filter back later on. But Hayes has been playing well. I don't have the faith that he continues to shoot that well, but he's doing well. No problem with having him on a roster. And then my man, Kobe White. Yes, he should be rostered. Yes, the Bulls have got a really strong schedule this week. Um, Shouldn't sit on a waiver wire. Obviously, people are reacting to that and adding him. So uh, good on them. In terms of the most dropped players over the last um, 48 hours, Cole Anthony down 27%. Well, his minutes just tanked without Gary Harris and Fultz last game. To me, he is... Well, the reason he's always appearing on my streaming shows is because that's what he is. A streaming player. A guy whose minutes will vary from 28 to 24, obviously down to under 20 last game. He's been dropped in a lot of spots. You can re-add him at other points, but when Fultz and Harris are there, there's just... He's going to be more... And we're going to talk about this later. Like the Knicks backcourt, where he might get 21 some games, 25 some games. And that's not a reliable thing for a 12-team league. So he's fine to be dropped. Sadiq Bay down 25%. Yep, he was jacked for me like a week and a half ago. The people are just responding now. And Grant Williams, who was a guy that I was no interest in at the start, put together a nice little run. We added him, dropped back off. We drop him. That's how all this stuff works. Fine to drop him. Kelly Oubre down 5,500 teams. Yeah, look, we feel like it's honestly, it was was not shocking. Yeah, shocking is the right word. Like I, I was shaken. When I saw that news, because you, you see an injury and injuries, I'm not sickened by injuries or watching injuries. Like, you know, you play sport your whole life and you watch sport your whole life. You see injuries, you expect it. So you go, man, that, that's, gee, that's disgusting. That's, that's rough. That's bad. But I don't go, oh my God, that's really, that's really hurt me. There's occasional injuries that do, right? But not really. That did, like you hear that, you say, man, he's got to be hit by a car. He's in hospital. What the, what on earth? But that, it, was, it shook me. And yeah, I, I, I dropped him. You have to drop him, I think, because again, he, he, from a fantasy perspective, he's not good enough to hold for an indeterminate amount of time. Goga Badadze down 4,000 roster spots. Okay. Goga's been okay. I still think Mo Wagner is the better option there, even though Goga's starting. Goga starts and doesn't play at all in the fourth quarter. Tops out at like 20 minutes, but he's still got some value, as we talked about under the lens a few days ago. And DeAndre Hunter down 3,500. Yeah, he's not a 12-team league player. He's not a 10-team league player. He's probably a 14-team league guy. So dropping him, I think, makes a little bit of sense. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Jace Case. Jace Medical provides the Jace Case, which is, as you're well aware by now, a uh, emergency kit of five life-saving antibiotics that you can have at home when things happen that you just have no control over sort of disasters, natural disasters, supply chain issues, inaccessibility to healthcare, having those there and having the access to talk to the the trained and certified physicians through Jace Medical through the purchase process, but also when you need to use them is a key thing that you can have in any sort of preparedness situation. But it's not just the emergency life-saving antibiotics. They also have daily medications that you can get in yearly supplies to have at home to again, navigate some of the challenges of medicine supply chain issues across the world. 
They've got a big range of daily medications that you can get in those year supplies, as well as things like generic Viagra and Cialis erectile dysfunction medications. So go to jacemedical.com Give you that peace of mind by having that yearly supply of medication at home. You use the code locked on and that gets you 20 bucks off. So it's Jace Medical, J A S E Medical.com. The code is locked on and you save $20 off. Let us get through the rest of this show now. Um, what are we looking at here? Hot players. These are all guys who have had significant rises in the last week of action. Just some names just to keep on the radar. Trendon Watford's really started to play well. I don't think this is going to last because of the reappearance of Nick Claxton. But Watford's a guy that if you've been playing fantasy, you're aware, you know the name. When you hit March of last season and the year before, he started putting up massive games for the Blazers and then he would get hurt as well. But he was great. He started to do it early this season, but just a name to keep remembered, stashed in very deep leagues that he can produce. Alex Caruso, 23% rostered. If they give him 30 minutes, he's a very, very clear. I almost put him on the must-roster segment, to be honest. He's a very clear 12-team league player for categories. Probably not points, borderline. Um, but I don't know that they're going to give him 30 minutes, and he's currently questionable, which every time he plays 30 minutes, he gets injured. But he's been really putting up good numbers. Grayson Allen's 33% rostered. He's had a really strong week. As long as Devin Booker is out, both Allen and Eric Gordon are 12-team options. It seems to go back and forward between the two as to which one's better. At the moment, Allen's outperforming Gordon. It helps that he's starting. When you're starting, it gives you the boost in minutes, a little bit more minute security. So maybe it's him, but I, um, I don't you know, look, look at that and go, there's a definitive answer either way. Aaron Neesmith, one of the hot players recently. I find it hard to trust Neesmith as a 12-team league guy, much like Lonnie Walker, but obviously a very different player. Neesmith always seems to get value. He'll have like a 16-point game on six shots and shoot 80%. Okay, man, that's amazing. And then the next game, you'll play 25 minutes and have four points on 40%. You go, well, that's actually useless. So he's not someone that I'd be specifically targeting, but he's on a little bit of a hot streak at the moment for deeper leagues. That's important. Mo Wagner, 32% rostered. I, I think he should be a 12-team league guy. To me, he's got far more permanent production value than what Goga Badadze does. They're playing equal minutes. Moe's, especially if you're looking for scoring, Mo is going to score. You can have either one of those guys, depending on what your team needs. But Mo Wagner, playing well, top 100 guy at the moment, 33% rostered. And the last one is Royce O'Neal. So much like Trenton Watford, O'Neal's got a real boost with the absence of Claxton. He's going to still remain a little bit boosted with Simmons and Thomas out. He's playing well. I wouldn't say that Royce is a 12-team must guy at this point. He's probably more looking as a 14-team league option. Let's go and look at some injury replacement type players. I'm going to go to Miami and look at Jaime Jaquez, who is 10% rostered. He did indeed get the start last game, but that was with Jimmy Butler out. So we still, I'm just looking to see whether we've got the Heat lineup for today's, for Sunday's games. We don't. So Jimmy Butler is going to return for the Heat on Sunday. Do they start Robinson or do they start Huckers? I don't know. But both of those guys started Saturday with Butler out. Huckers was the better producer. Robinson still got good minutes. I don't think that Huckers has any long-term 12-team league value. But both him and Duncan Robinson are worth having a look at for 12s while Hero is out. Got Robert Covington there as a 7% rostered player. That is with Ubre out. On a permanent basis, it is very clearly him over Batum. If he just gets 22 minutes, he will be 12-team worthy. But I don't know that he gets it. He's been getting like 16 or 17 a night. So it's not that far-fetched to think he gets five more minutes. Go to Miami again. 
Haywood Highsmith, it's 17%. Now, he's sort of an in- injury replacement, but also maybe sort of not. I say injury replacement because Caleb Martin is out. But maybe Highsmith just keeps that spot over Martin anyway when he returns. Available everywhere. I think Highsmith is worth a 12-team roster spot. Marvin Bagley, I'm going to throw in there just in case Duran is out. I don't feel good about it, but he could be a short-term stream if Duran continues to miss time. Dyson Daniels at 11%. This is dependent on Herb Jones, not on CJ McCollum. So if Jones is out, Daniels is worth it. If Jones is in, Daniels drops off. And the other one there, just for those of you in uh, 2000 team leagues, Keon Alice is 0% rostered. If you play on ESPN, sorry, this part doesn't apply to you because he's not available to add there. Keon Alice has been the starting point guard for the Kings the last two games. Now, it is looking as if Darren Fox is ready to or getting close to return. He's on the court with them practicing today. That doesn't mean he's going to return, but it looks like he might be one or two games away. But if you are just looking for a short-term option and Malik Monk has been taken, Kevin Hurd has gone, Alice is the guy over Davion Mitchell that they're running with. So just that is for the deeper formats, just for a short-term stream, and also for those of you who don't play on ESPN. Lastly, just some other names that are worth mentioning. Keontae George, only 17% rostered. I guess 20 assists in two games isn't enough for people. I know he shot poorly. Don't care. 60 minutes, 20 assists, two games. That's must roster. I don't know that it's going to stick. Must roster does not mean I guarantee you top 100 production. It means he should be on a roster until we figure this out. And I'll continue to say that. Derek Jones Jr., 5% rostered. I added him. You can go check industrypickup.com. That's our industry league that we are establishing this season. I added him. He's playing well. If he plays 30 minutes a night, gets one and a half blocks from a small forward eligible player, scores double digits with a couple of rebounds and threes, I'm, I'm happy with it. I don't know that it's going to last, but 5% is way too low. Same with Kaysan Wallace, who started the second half last game for the Thunder, and he's getting 20 minutes a night, I think for three consecutive nights, over 20. Some nights he took Tugwero from Dort. Some nights he plays more than Giddy or equivalent to Giddy. I just think Wallace is really good. Now, I don't think he's got a pathway to 30 minutes unless an injury happens on this team, but we're talking deeper leagues here. 16 team is absolutely, I would add Wallace. 14s, I probably would as well. And he's on, I think, one of my Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl teams, which is a 12-team league, but we have 18 rostered players. So we go 200 deep. So it's like a 16-team league format, but he's on one of my rosters there. Reggie Jackson's only 15% rostered. He probably should be on someone's roster in a 12-team league. He is only a back-end sort of a player. He's had one bad game, one good game since replacing Jamal Murray. But we've got weeks here to go. And getting a starting 30-minute-a-night point guard, which he probably is, has got some value. I'm throwing Santi Aldama on this list because I talked about him last week, said I don't really believe that Santi and JJJ, I don't know why I said it that way, are going to play big minutes together because they don't like Jaron at center. Aldama's not a center. Aldama's big minutes have always come in replacement of Jackson. And then last game, Jackson got ejected and Santi played 15 minutes. So that should be the waviest red flag of all time. Now he might play more minutes, but there were people that were expecting Santi to be a 30-minute-a-night starting player for this team. I didn't see it. I still don't see it. I don't think you need to hold Santi Aldama in 12-team leagues. The last one there is for the very deep leagues. It's for Matt Smith, who loves this bloke, talks about him all the time. I also agree, because Ryan Rollins is a very interesting player, much like we've talked in the past about Jacob Gilliard, guy with a really high assist rate. Ryan Rollins can be that player. Who's Ryan Rollins, you may ask? Well, he is now the Washington Wizards' backup point guard because DeLon Wright is out for four to six weeks with an MCL injury. Yes, we hope that they give more minutes to Tyus, more minutes to Jordan Poole, but they might not. 
Will they give Rollins minutes over Johnny Davis? Maybe. Will they give more ball handling to Bilal Kalabali? Maybe. But if you're in a 20-teamer, an 18-teamer, a 16-teamer, Rollins is literally 0% rostered. You've got to at least be aware the name exists. And there will be some nights where Rollins has a game where he goes 12 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds. And I'll get the question, uh, anything to see here? Just be aware. Rollins should get regular minutes now, and he can get assists. And that, as we know, can be really, really valuable in fantasy leagues. And I hope that this show was valuable for you in your fantasy league. Yeah. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on Odyssey, and on YouTube. One, two, three, thumbs up. I know you don't have three thumbs. Find a third. Do that. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.